You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. God damn it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Red Wings Rant, episode 205. Uh, this is a, a live episode during the Red Wings game, and Chicago just made it one to nothing. On no! Derpy little roll into the net. Oh, my God. Awesome. Kubelik getting the puck off of a heronic deflection, and he's just got all the space in the world to finish it off. So... Just one of those where, you know, you could make the decision as a defenseman to like let your goal to like trust your goaltender or to make a half-assed block of the puck. And uh, Mike Koronik went with the half-assed block of the puck. You know, and that I... just left Kubelik wide open in front of the net with no goaltender in the way, no defenseman in the way. Um, We're watching two just a bad games. choice all around. We're watching Trip. two different games, Matt. That was amazing. Uh-oh. Trist, uh, Tristan's coming up with the... Uh, now, Hronik, obviously, he was on the ice for the goal, but he didn't have a stick, and I don't know if you noticed, Matt, on the slow-mo replay, he reached out to try and catch the puck, much like... Uh, oh, wait, I'm going to ruin a, a Spider-Man cameo. I'm going to not say it. Thank you. Hate you. I almost ruined on? it. Almost Where? ruined Spider-Man for Matt. Sorry. <laughs> Matt's got to wait till that's uh, being streamed online. Um so we've, we're going to do like a hybrid here, right? Watch along and an episode, uh, partly because we both want to make sure we get to sleep on time. Um, but yeah, you know, it should also be fun to watch uh, a TNT broadcast here, Mike, with uh, with Paul. That was my opening. Going uh, at it. That was my opening question for you. Uh, yeah. We get to hear a lot of the uh, the local guys uh, for most of our most of our season. Um, Matt, you're actually home for the TNT broadcast, and I was excited to hear your view on this because when I watch basketball, that's you know on TNT, the games, you know, they usually get marquee games, but what gets Emmys and gets a lot of credit is like the production that they do, uh, whether it's you know Shaq with his Shaq in a fool, uh, Barkley calling out players, and people watch so much of this show that when they get called out, they actually. Um, you know, uh, apologies to Dreisaitl. Um, they actually like go out and play better. Um, so I was kind of curious. What did you think of your your first Red Wing version of uh, the TNT broadcast? Well, yeah, I uh, I was trying to describe to you the story that uh, this nut was telling, and um, they were doing gifts for uh, Wayne Gretzky's sixty first birthday. Um, Mike, the, the way I described it is you got like an actual human conversation. It wasn't forced. And my evidence that this conversation wasn't forced was because Paul, Paul Bissonnette brought it to uh, skid marks and poo poo. And um, I'm a huge mark. I, I tweeted this out. I said, <laughs> I'm a huge mark for skid conversations. And uh, of course, tagged it with the old hashtag NHL on TNT. I thought that was pretty clever. Got, I think I got one like out of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, but basically, the, the point is, not everybody likes to talk about poo-poo. Not everybody thinks farts and poo are funny. Well, but 
when you're having an actual human conversation and that kind of thing comes up, clearly that wasn't TNT going, make sure you guys fit in more poop. What happened is, is they let those guys be themselves. And while Bissonette has quite a bit of personality, probably enough personality for that whole panel while the rest of the guys are just kind of like, maybe more like cliche chirps and um, responses. I think they, as much as I, I, I told this to you, Mike, a second ago, but I said as much as I dislike Barstool, um, Bissonette on his own makes me laugh. So there, there's that. There's So they, they, did, a, they did a good job of, uh, of bringing him in, and uh, he's entertaining. So, yeah, from what I saw um, in some other games, <clears throat> you know, they were really good about getting guys out from behind the desk um, and kind of, you know, uh, out on foot. Do they have any segments like that on this one or, or not in this episode? Um, I mean, what we got today, the the fun moments where uh, they did a chat with, uh, with Dylan Larkin before the game started and they were uh, chirping back and forth about uh, hairstyles and stuff. So I think they're doing mostly in-studio stuff. Um, to give it a go here. Uh, Tristan Good, uh, goes out there. Yeah, Biz definitely isn't the classiest man in the world. That is that is <laughs> very accurate. Um, um, could, I, Larkin, I still, uh, could Larkin chirp with the best one, Matt? Did he yeah, get a laugh he, out of you or no? Yeah, he uh, he actually, uh, Paul was telling Larkin, like, what kind of garbage, uh, you know, uh, mullet you got going right now? What's this dirt mullet you got going in the back? And uh, Larkin kind of laughed that off. And, he you know, he threw back. Hey, it's better than that uh, mustache you got going there, and uh, you know you're the face. You're the face of the NHL now. You got to get that. Got to get that shit together. Um, so that was, you know, it was good on Larkin. And oh my God, it's two to nothing. Power play goal Woo! for Chicago. Oh, man, they really uh, pinballed that one in. I was Woo! just gonna say that. That was yep. that was your classic pinball machine power play goal. This this went all over the place. Um, Gagne trying to get another penalty called for holding the yeah, stick. Yeah, you know what's funny when that, <laughs> when that replay started, I was like, "Oh, is that the penalty that got us to this point?" Oh, it was another attempted penalty to stop a power play goal from going in. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, Kaiser, uh, uh, who do you let sneak in there? Um, DeKaiser lets Strom sneak right in front of the net, and by the time the pass comes out, I think that was to bring it to Strom. By time the by the time the pass gets to the front of the net. Um, I mean, we know it's the Kaiser. So by the time he turns around to try and make a play on it, the puck's already in the back of the net. So you got classic to Kaiser there. Uh, two to nothing Blackhawks in Detroit. What's sad, Mike, is that one of the comments I was going to make that, you know, nothing about NHL on, on TNT, but for this game in particular, I thought the, the first 10 minutes of this game, so, right, like pretty much up to the point that we hit go, up to the point that we hit record, uh, I really thought this looked like, you know, a classic Red Wings in Little Caesars Arena game. Like, we were just going to take over and find a nice, easy victory against a struggling team uh, in the NHL. You know, it's not like a win over Chicago means your your whole season turns around. But, you know, it's going to be right. one of those that we we're going to handily take them down. You had uh, two great, Mike, uh, your favorite phrase, two great chances from Zadina so he could increase his expected goals. Um, oh, perfect. <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, right right into Flurry's pads. It looked like he – both shots by Zadina, Mike, if we can have this quick conversation, went to the same exact area where it looked like he was trying to sneak above um, – let me do lefty-righty here – above his left pad. 
uh, yeah. under the arm. And and both times, uh, Flurry had it handily and took care of the rebound. So, mm-hmm. Flurry read his own uh, scouting report, huh? <laughs> yeah, he just leaves that up, <laughs> so it's an easy shot for him to take down. It's like uh, what was it in the office when uh, Jim pretended to have a towel when he was playing poker, <coughs> and then he would play his card. So that's uh, Flurry with the pretend armpit yeah. weakness. Yeah. <laughs> Here's uh, I think this. I'm pretty sure Tristan threw this out there before the goal even happened. The Kaiser probably has a, has greater odds of getting struck by lightning than actually making a defensive play. Um, Tristan, you you oh no, this is only a minute ago. All right, I'm, I'm giving you credit, but uh, it, it still works. I mean, that's the reality. Um, Mike, one of the things we wanted to talk about today, and our episode is titled as such, is uh, grading the midseason Detroit Red Wings grades, and what that means, Ooh. folks. Is that um, you know these midseason grades? They're kind of silly, and uh, we proved as much last year, Mike, when we did our end of season grades. And uh, the only fun way we could think to do it, besides you know doing what everyone does and giving a letter grade, is uh, we graded everybody by Little Caesars pizza menu items. Um, <laughs> it's still a great le- it's a great listen. I recommend whoever if you have that's my favorite it, episode. I think yeah. if you're a new fan, yeah, I think we recorded for maybe two hours. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long episode we gave our uh you know our arguments and it's 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 a more fun way to go about it than just going you know um zadina zadina gets a bad grade it could be an awful grade but he's also a kid so you give him a, a c minus d plus kind of area which by the way like the pluses and minuses what are we doing there <laughs> Just, I, like that's that's what the one through five is basically oh, already for. Not like a read, oh my goodness. Read enough. Like, oh man, Ouch. we picked a good we picked a good game to record during. Holy mackerels. That's Strom's Strom's got another one. Good gravy. Man, is he about to be a uh, free agent next season to play next to Puse? What's going on here? <laughs> oh my god. All right, so DeKaiser, Cider, also, you know, again, uh on the ice here for the goal. All right. So what do we do here? Kane makes a Oof. great pass to Kaiser had Kane. Strom takes it between the circles and just fires it over Ned's shoulder. Um, how do we want to grade this, Mike? Talk about grading. Um, I, I mean, Cider, I, what, that, honestly, right? I mean, that's a pretty weak play. Cider just kind of gave Strom space. Protected his his uh, his chest there with his arm, kind of made some space for Strom to shoot it at the net, and it's three to nothing. Um, um, yeah, kind of a the... kind of a stunning uh, choice there for uh, all the available moves um, in his repertoire um, to tuck his arm and get out of the way. Um, I, I didn't see that coming. Um, that so, was kind of like the the first couple minutes of was it Goldberg the goalie? Um, just I, I don't know if we got to tie. Time. Yeah, do we have to tie cider to the net and let him get used to getting hit by pucks? Because that yeah. was really weird. That's it's a tough play, I think, for cider because what what is if he if he goes if he goes right in tight on Strom? I mean, he's still got to turn around and play what whatever he's going to have in front of him, right? So if he keeps Strom as far away from the the net as possible, I think he is still limiting the chance. So he's got that element in the, and probably going in the back of his mind. Cause if he plays him tight, right? Strom could, he doesn't know where Strom is, right? He's, he's watching the puck. Now he's turning to look at Strom and Strom could very well just dipsy doodle around him. And now he's got a uh, free space out in front of the net. Um, 
I'm gonna call that uh, that specialty. I'm gonna call that the Shane Wright shimmy. Because that was a tank move if I've ever seen one. It looks like we're trying to plummet down the standings with uh, the oh. last couple minutes of this period. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Um, so, Tristan's uh, arguing in, in the comments here. There's no fault to Ciders. It's all Danny DeKaiser's fault for giving Kane space to make that, that pass. That, I will still say, that was that was a hell of a pass by Kane to go the direction that he did behind his back i i don't know the kaiser could play kane tight but it's the same scenario right uh my, the problem is that turnover and uh going on that rush it was just hard to play i mean there's the, also the element there that cider and de kaiser are trying to keep the play as far away from the net as possible um and you probably don't look at strome taking that shot and go that's definitely going in the net so i i think i think it's debate matt you yeah. know like who who did a worse job on that goal, De Kaiser or Sider? Right. That's kind even of what in, we're, that's even what we're in the actual like like even in the actual North South Civil War, if the North won, you know we we're gonna end slavery. Whoever yeah. wins this civil war between who who did a shittier job, we all lose because yeah, it's still, still three to nothing. Still three to nothing. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna take uh, Tristan's side just for giggles. <laughs> oh, so you're saying it's mostly De Kaiser? I I, I mean. That's not fair because I was making the argument that Cider had a tougher play when I so. Well, you take Cider's side, I'll take the Kaiser's side, and we'll we'll shake hands in the middle. Oh, so I got Cider's side. All right, so I thank God a commercial. Thank God we got a commercial. God. (laughs) Okay, so Mike, our our this is this is what happened the last time I think we recorded during a game is that uh, we couldn't stay focused on. uh, On what I didn't know we were going to get blown out at home. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, is this the uh, the lack of, of Gustav Lindstrom? Is that the Gustav Lindstrom effect? So, it's a key, key, key part of the whole team, Matt, is Gustav. He's the glue, glue, it's called glue stuff. I uh, I brought this up on Twitter. Um, and actually, it did it did pretty good, Mike. A lot of people uh had fun with this tweet. Um, I just threw out there, name a guy who's having a more under the radar good season mike we look at the j fresh player cards all the time and we're talking about gustav lindstrom here so i shared his player card uh neat little element here you can see that the picture is photoshopped onto this because j fresh just has some fucking guy (laughs) there not gustav just some random guy um in place of of uh i I mean gustav's a handsome boy I, i i wouldn't have shied away from using that picture but any hoozles um, the way that we can describe this for the folks uh, watching on wait, uh, that's Erlich. not Gustav Lindstrom. That is that picture. I I said you can tell that he's photoshopped on there. Because oh just... oh, <clears throat> I thought okay, never mind. Yeah, I was confused. All right. That's okay. Look it up on the J Fresh stuff though. Then you'll then you'll see whoever he thinks Gustav is. <laughs> it looked like it might be a Coyotes jersey, so I, I'll just leave it at that. Um, any hoozles. I did tweet at him, so I think he might have fixed it, uh, actually, since then. But, um, all right. So just to recap what these player cards uh, are doing for us, they they give you these um, percentile rankings uh, to say where a player sits. Now, uh, I did get to explain this, Mike, to Darren McCarty yesterday, and he thought I was Daniela Bruce. Uh, Had some fun with that as well. (laughs) I don't know why he thought I was Daniela Bruce. He didn't try to slide into the DMs, dude. Oh, yeah, he did. (laughs) Hey, thank 
<laughs> I'm healthy. Um, <laughs> all right. Jeez. All right. We're getting off that train right now because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, so the percent percentage base here is uh, we're, I'm going to throw out that Gustav's war percentage is 83%. So what that means is he's in the top 83% of the league. Um, or I actually, no, I said that wrong. He's, he's in, uh, how do, how do you want to say that? He's in the top 17% of the league yeah. in regards, yeah, in, in regards to war. And, uh, that is taking into consideration everything. So this is him compared across the league. So you can't forget that. I, I saw some people remark, um, that with this score, oh, maybe one day he'll be a good third pairing defenseman. Mike. I believe we're past that. At this point, with this 83% and the job that Gustav is expected to do, and that he's turning in an 83% war, that he's better than 83% of all defensemen in the league right now. Um, I think we're looking at a guy who needs to be tested next year in the second pairing. He's gone through half a season, Mike, and this is this is where we're sitting. So clearly, you know, we want to see him get through the full season and see where he still lies. Um but I mean, Mike, we could sit here right now and make an argument. Oh, it looks like we miss him a little bit as he's he's out and uh, we're down three to nothing. So I just want to throw that out Immediately, there. Uh, yeah, using a small sample size. But uh, man, hard to convince me otherwise. This, uh, this is going to be a rough game to get all the way through. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, you know, there's Gustav. We don't have, I, I still don't feel like we have much of a sample size, even if we do use is you know all the games he's played this year um because he it still feels like he's kind of not you know been in and out of the lineup um i i don't know what else he has to do besides <clears throat> be there on every single statistic um to, to prove I, himself and get more ice time and move up um in the rankings i don't know if they're just waiting for him to have more experience and waiting for some contracts to end and next year is going to be the magic season but I still feel like it's it's weird that I feel like we should be seeing more out of him, but I'm I don't mean like from performance, but I mean like physically our eyeballs seeing him more and we're not. I, I mean right now he's just he's just hurt. And anytime he's been out, it's pretty much been injury. But if yeah. he's if he's healthy, he's he's in the lineup and, and uh Flash knows as much to keep him in there. Things he's got going for him right now, this uh eighty three percent on the PK, we know that we struggle on the penalty kill. We're right in the middle of the league right now when uh, trying to figure out where we stand. I think we're we're 18th in the league, so not right in the middle. But um, we've we're trying to find our power plays at at 29. Right, we're trying to find places that we can improve this team incrementally every season. But if you look at a guy that's turning in at 83, percent he's better than 83 percent of the defensemen that play penalty killing minutes i think i think you've got you've got a guy you've got uh, when i when i say he's got something going for him you're looking for guys to fill in uh you know roles moving forward you've got a guy now that for sure again for me maybe not for you mike but for sure can can fill a hole that's not just being a third pair defenseman being a second pair defenseman but you've got a guy that's filling a special teams hole as well so um again mike your point it's true half a season isn't a ton to me, I, I think it's a pretty good point to start saying, you know, this is this we can at least say this guy's had a great first half of the season. Um, and you don't really have to hold back on that on that great either to say that uh, not only 
not only are you in the top half of the league, I mean, you've only got 17% of all defensemen in the NHL are, are faring better than you in the advanced analytics category. So it's time to move on. But um, I, I say thumbs up, A+. And, and the, the number one thing for me, I think Gus needs more of a test on, on uh, you know, to, to, to say that he's ready for, you know, some, uh, some more money moving forward. Uh, right. So he's got to get that second pairing test and he's got to be successful in that. All right. It's very distracting to watch this game and try and make a point about uh, Gustav. Can, because, can uh, I say uh, this, this totally one observation from... trying to watch this game is yeah. it looks like um, like the Blackhawks know how to play NHL 2K22 and they're actually hitting the shoot button where they should. And the Red Wings oh, like will cross the Another blue line and, rush. and hit the pass and button instead of the shoot button. Woo-hoo! Is that strong Woo-hoo! again? Was it? Did he get the heck? Did he get a pew special? I got this muted. I'm not sure what's going on. Um, uh, they look pretty excited. They showed a lady with mittens clapping. Um, I don't think she strong gets. She doesn't know what's one. going on. <laughs> She's just uh, Tristan. Now Tristan, Tristan threw out the old fire blashel. Tristan. Oh no. Oh no. Fire <laughs> flash for this. He's on that train again. Now, <clears throat> Tristan. Yeah, I think he's being I sarcastic, just, right? I don't know. He says he's on the train again. That was his comment. I, I don't know what <laughs> what what happens that's so different. I mean, we just talked about how Gustav Lindstrom is is developing we we could see lucas raymond and cider making strides this game just isn't going our way i don't i i don't know if you can judge a team based off this um i I don't know i i struggle i mean we we talk ad nauseum about uh you know how much more talent this team needs and then they're still 500 so i i don't know it's tough for me to look at this and say that Jeff Blaschel needs to go because this team isn't winning consistently. I, I just like, we're, we're hitting the expectations. So I don't know. This is, this game's a bummer, right? This game sucks. It's a lot of yeah, bad turnovers, could, uh... a lot of odd man rushes that just are going Chicago's way. The bounces you could make the argument are certainly going their way. So I, I don't know. I, Sometimes you're just not going to have fun watching a hockey game. And I, I, I don't fire anybody for it. I, I'll, I'll oh, say my that. God. This broadcast studio is beautiful. It looks like they're in a like a spaceship that, that broadcasts hockey highlights. This is awesome. We're talking about the TNT um, presentation here. I know. I am kind of bummed right now because we, we decided to uh, to record during this game. And now we're going to miss uh, the period break. I don't even know what the geometry is on this monitor. I don't even know what shape that is. It's kind of a like a flattened boomerang. They're going, you know, it's like, it's supposed like to be a hockey modern, helmet. It's like that modern way of designing things is you're throwing in uh, like elements of shapes from different things that relate. So it's like a hockey stick and a puck because you've got uh, the roundness and the, the way the hockey stick angles. Man, my mind is blown. I'm learning all new shapes and colors, man. This is amazing. Tristan um, says it looks like they're in the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, Jared. Uh, Jared's got a good play. He's he's gonna watch the new uh, episode of Book of Boba Fett. I uh, I, I read online that it, that it is a good one. So um, it's not gonna. It's not. Apparently, it doesn't progress the story at all. But uh, you know, sometimes that's what happens with uh, these Star Wars shows or uh, the Marvel shows. Sometimes you just get like a 
like a one-off. Would you rather watch that period again or um, an episode of the new season of Sex in the City? Oh, God. I think an episode of the new season of Sex in the City only because I've heard how cringe bad it is that I, I could go for a laugh. I would. I don't shy away from bad programming to get a laugh out of it. Um, and I don't laugh at this. I don't laugh at the Red Wings being down four to nothing. So I'll go with the one that has potential to make me laugh because it's so bad. So I'll, I'll go with Sex in the City on that. It's a good question, Mike. Yeah, no problem. I'll pull of them. Um, you know, uh, I I think I too would go with the new Sex in the City show, mm-hmm. um, even though Samantha is gone, which was the whole point of watching. Uh, so yeah, I'd she- rather. I'd, is she dead? What what happened there? Storyline wise, uh, she said, "I don't want to be around these a wipes anymore." <laughs> um, no, I mean, sorry, that was real life. Storyline wise, oh. I don't know what they did with Samantha. <laughs> I was like, how did they make that storyline wise? Did she call in? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's she's tired of being around the show and those women, and she's done. So. <laughs> all right uh, we got our boys are showing up mike brad what in the holy hell uh what's brad, up timmy uh he's tuning in what's going on timmy brad are you saying that in regards to uh the embarrassing first 20 minutes or our sex in the city discussion which is uh miles more interesting than what the red wings are putting out there uh brad wants that period with jessica parker as uh, as the announcer so just to improve it somehow i think I think to try and hear her struggle through it might be a bit of fun. Um, I don't know if uh, Brad wants her in character like Sex in the City. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yes for Brad's sake. Uh, for <laughs> I'm gonna talk for Brad. He wants him in character. Um, all right, so we got Kubalik, Strom, Strom, Lafferty on the primary assist from Strom. Yeah, uh, and it's four to nothing. So Mike, I think it's time we start talking about uh, some of these show topics we created. What God, I think? hope so. I hope so. I don't. I don't want to talk about that game anymore. That's uh, that's over. Well, one of the show topics, Mike. Uh, now I have to at this point admit that I've been saying Jamel's name wrong. Uh, but Jamel Smith, Mike, uh, Daniela Bruce reported today. This is this is for everyone who's not me because I am fine with him staying in Grand Rapids. I don't, I mean, it's going to be fun to see him play with Giovanni. That'll be a heartwarming moment. Um, but it's not anything that I was like uh, breaking the door down for. Uh, but apparently for everyone else who is interested, um, <laughs> he, he did get an assist in uh, his last game with Grand Rapids uh, through his uh, conditioning stint. Uh, but it is supposed to last one more game, according to Daniela Bruce. Um in, in Grand Rapids, so uh, we'll we'll see what happens after that. Apparently, his skating improved exponentially um, from since he was a Tampa Bay Lightning to the second one. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so between those two games, uh, he's doing a lot better. So it, it, if he is coming back to Detroit, uh, things are moving in the right direction. Can't uh, you know? Can't complain about an assist, even though it was a secondary assist. Uh, it was, it was, a, it was a nice goal too, because it ended it's, up being uh, Jared McIsaac's. Uh, it's still an assist, man. Those still count. <laughs> I know. It's so tough to do. get excited about that news because I, I don't even know how or when or if he's going to play for the Red Wings. I mean, he's going to get what five minutes a game on the fourth line. I, 
you know. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's there's different reasons uh, that 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 is news. It's not news because it's going to mean wins. It's news. No, I mean, it's, it's a new it's a new Red Wing, right? It's a transact guy on the transaction sheet. I, you know, oh, let's see the shiny new toy, but it's just kind of like, oh, well, I don't. I, I I I guess it's not the the type of player that I thought we would take a gamble on, you know, um, a non-goal scorer. Because my God, could we use a couple right now to? We need five goals to win this game, Matt. At um, least. Well, I mean, unfortunately, I think it does come back to what what I said, and um, oh no, shoot. Um, well, let me. <laughs> Let me finish what I was what I was saying, and then I'll tell you guys why I said, "Oh no." Um, hey, there's. I comes back to what I said in the last episode, uh, where we uh, where we talked about uh, Smith getting picked up. Was that it was it was because of the brothers? I think first and foremost, I, I don't think they were making that move to like you know change this team too much. But I said, "Oh no," because uh, we were going to grade out the midseason grades from. Uh, Detroit News, Free Press, ESPN. We have, uh, you know, we have some uh, things on our slides we're going to show you guys today. But I am now blocked out of the Detroit News, so uh, that sucks for me. But ultimately, Mike, um, I think we can. We get, we'll just move on. Uh, so sorry, Detroit News. You don't get to be featured in this episode. <laughs> Huge loss. People are devastated, man. Hey, four teams remain in the nfl playoffs and that means only four teams left for you to bet on a DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the national football league counting down to super bowl 56 new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team bet just five dollars and get 280 in free bets if you you know your team has to win anyway not a new customer you can experience the conference championships with same game parlays combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout the more legs you add the more money you can win DraftKings is safe secure and reliable all three of those things best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever and wherever you want hey not everybody can sound as good as i do download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code thpn and get 56 to 1 odds on every nfl team bet just five dollars and win 280 in free bets if your team wins that's promo code thpn for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl must be 21 or older new jersey indiana or pennsylvania only new customers only minimum five dollar deposit and one dollar wager required one per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, uh, Mike, uh, what are we doing here with these mid-season grades? Explain it to everybody that's uh, that's tuned in so I can find the other stuff that we want to show off. Oh, gosh. Um, well, I guess just the idea was, you know, it feels like you, you, you kind of get oversaturated with uh, the whole the whole grading mechanism. Um, and I'm just a little distracted because Iserman is, is talking about, yeah, I know we suck. Um, and I know that people are going to talk about it when we suck and uh, they might say something else when we win. So here we go. The most diplomatic, pragmatic answer you could ever ask for from somebody in upper management um, for your sports team. Um, but uh, yeah, we are just trying to take a look at, you know, some of the grades that come in for our beloved Red Wings. And I guess we're, we're going to try and grade the grades 
Um, because I have a feeling, you know, if we just threw a name out to our people, um, you know, let's say uh, Mo Sider. How are you going to grade Mo Sider's performance through 40 games of his NHL career? Uh, I could almost guarantee, Matt, that uh, the consensus is probably an A-. minus Because he's, you know, not totally lighting the score sheet up to be like an A++. So there's like room where he could do more. But my God, how much more can you ask for a guy who's, you know, barely 20 years old, um, almost the rookie leader in points as a defenseman, uh, making smart plays all the time. Um, outside of that one today, which we still have not found a good excuse, excuse for. Um, yeah, we were just going to try and grade the grades of the people doing the grades. So uh, first up, Helene St. James on the free press. Now, like a couple of these are a lot easier because we can just like show you guys like one slide and it does the whole grade. Yeah. Um Helene goes through every player like you were you were detailing there. So this will be one of the ones that's a little bit lengthier. Um, Bertuzzi, a, I mean, I, I don't know exactly how you want to do this, Mike, but maybe we can run through these and then come back. Yeah, it's not, I like that idea. Let's go. Uh, Tuzzi, A, Adam Ernie, C minus, Robbie Fabry, B minus, Sam Gagne, B minus. I'm going to mark Ooh. that one and come back. Dylan Larkin, an A. <laughs> Nemestikov, a B plus, Rasmussen, a C minus, Lucas Raymond, an A, Carter Rowney, a C, Giovanni mm. Smith, a C plus. He's a plus better than Rowney. Um, Mitchell Stevens, wow. a C, Pew Suter, a B, Joe Valeno, a C minus, Philip Zadina is a D, heading to the defenseman, DeKaiser is a C minus. Woo! Wow. Super. Somebody's worried about an off-season story with Danny DeKaiser. Uh, <laughs> Philip Aronik, a B minus. <laughs> Nick Letty, a C minus. No. Lindstrom, a B. There we go. Jordan Osterley, a C. Mort Sider, Mike, an A, as you predicted. Yeah. Uh, Mark Stahl, B plus. Uh, to the goaltenders, this is a shout out to performance art. Thomas Grice, a C. Unbelievable, Ooh. actually. Uh, Alex uh, Nadelkovic, a B plus. Mm. Mike. Your coaching. Blash, Blashel and the boys. Give Blash, me a B. Blash and the boys get a B. Um, I mean, Helene does make the point. I read this earlier that, uh, you know, technically we're still in the wild card conversation, right? So I, I respect I respect this take. Um, and you're, you're talking about a team that is still in a rebuilding stage and they just decided to get into the wild card conversation early. If you want to say that that is primarily because of Mo Sider and Lucas Raymond, there's a lot of merit to that. If you want to say it's because Nadelkovich <laughs> is turning in a hell of a season so far, not leading the league, but it's a great season by Nadelkovich. A lot of merit to that. But uh, do the if you got it, if you forget that somebody needs to bring this all together and find a way to use these players and make the rest of Mike the the bottom nine, as you like to put it. <laughs> we don't uh, have a top I, six yeah yeah four or five defensemen depending on how you want to put that sentence together uh that are all struggling you got to make that work and you're still a 500 team i i know i know there's things that people are upset about with jeff blashell but on the whole if you want to nitpick and find little things that you struggle to understand there's probably just as many other things that are positive so b for jeff fine with 
I, I don't know another coach that comes in here with this group. Mike, you're you're talking about a Zadina that we were that we were counting on to score. We, we're talking about a team without probably you could have guessed would have been their top goal scorer this year for a team as as <laughs> like begging for talent as much as we are. Also, take away their top goal scorer for half the season. They're still sniffing around. Um, yeah, gotta, can you do me a favor, real quick? Can yeah, you uh, slowly it. scroll back up? Yeah. Uh, so that's that's it for Jeff. Mike's ready to scroll back up. Mike, who do you want to see? Oh, um, uh, go to Letty. He's about a C minus. All right, go back to DeKaiser. Oh boy, this is good podcasting. Scrolling up, so they both got, they both got C minuses. Um, so as far as grading the greater match, um, that that's a little too diplomatic for me. De Kaiser should probably be a D, if yeah. like a generous D. Um, and Nicoletti, you know, we've seen it so many times where we're just baffled by moves that opposing GMs make, and we need to trade Nicoletti. So you need to give him a B plus and be like, you know, I'm here watching every game. And, uh, you know, he just brings a little something to the table. Any team would be proud to acquire him at the deadline for a, a there, second, maybe even a late round first for Nick there's, Letty. There's an executive that will go out and search midseason grades because their job, Ooh, their job was, to, was to watch every Nick Letty game to figure out if it's worthwhile. <laughs> but there's a new episode of the book of Boba Fett that just came out, and he'd rather watch that. So true. I don't blame Scouting him. Scouting's really hard. There's a lot of players. Ugh. <laughs> Why do scouting when you could just read the midseason grades of NHL teams? Right. Yeah. Um, Mike, I, I'll agree with you. I think um, you know one of the things that you'll you'll almost never see is a failing Giovanni grade. Smith. This is yeah. This should be a D. Yeah, and that that that's I'm fine. Giovanni Smith with a C. I'm Mitchell fine Stevens. Of... You know what? D. Mm, Don't I'm, feel I'm like I can count that. on him at all. Don't well, feel like I could count on him. Oh, he brought some speed. Yeah. When is he playing? 16 games, Matt. Played one out of... Whose fault is that? (laughs) Come on. I was going to say that should be incomplete. You're being ridiculous now. Let me me finish my point. Okay, I'll say incomplete or a D, but not a C. No. You know, honestly, with when he was out there and what his job was, Andy was improving quite a bit right when he got hurt. So I'm... I'm not. That's why. That's why angry. these grades, these grades just blow my mind because they, every single player is graded on a subjective curve. If Larkin played like Stevens was, we'd be like, "Oh my god, man, we gotta blow up this team because this guy sucks." But you know, he's Mitchell Stevens and he's fast, and oh, we just, we just ask him to not do very much. So he did a a C job of not having to do very much. It's like, ah. Eh. What if you had actual responsibilities and by God, this team was decimated by injuries? Do you think he'd be getting goals just because he's on the first line getting more minutes? No. But he's man, you doing he'd be doing marginally more productivity. He's a D. You have to come with some objective way of thinking about this, but there's that's to a point because DeKaiser has a role on this team that puts him on the first pair a lot of the time. So you have to grade him like a first pair defenseman. And Mike, I, what I was going to say before you jump, like the Giovanni Smith one I'm fine with, Mitchell Stevens should probably just be an incomplete. Um, but what I was going to say before we got into that part of the conversation was you'll never see like an E 
on these things or an F, however you want to put that as a failing grade. Cause everybody's always got to, you know, you know, they don't, the players are going to give you interviews later on in the season. So they, they don't want to ruffle any feathers, but I was going to say, if anybody deserves that failing grade, it's the guy who gets the first pair of minutes gets put on special teams and just completely blows those opportunities top to bottom. It's Danny DeKaiser. That should be a failing grade. No doubt in my mind and give him a C minus. That is politicking to make sure that he doesn't feel too bad with his season so far. Matt, I think that you are 100% correct. And I, I think that your failing grade of um, DeKaiser, it's kind of, Kind of in the same line of thinking as my very aggressive uh, negative marks for Mitchell Stevens, who, no, he's not, you know, the worst player of all time. He's not Danny DeKaiser. Um, it's just, it's like it's almost unfair to like go to school and everybody takes the SATs, but some of us can get a C and others get an A based on expectation, but we all kind of get the same test. Yeah, but isn't it more like I mean, you're past the you're past the grading, right? Because they were all really good in juniors and they had to show that they could hold the stick, which is more like that's your that's your test. That's how you get to the NHL. So now you've you're past all those stupid tests and now you're either a woodworker or a ditch digger or you know, or you're the CEO, which uh, you know, then you're like Dylan Larkin. So I I'm I'm saying that's how these things should be graded. How good are you at being a ditch digger? Um, but for De Kaiser, he's like I said. I mean, he's put in a spot. A where first can... line defenseman or a top pairing defenseman. Uh, he has failing, failed, failing miserably. Um, he's failed uh, heroically bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Tristan he... threw out there a C minus uh, downgrade for Fabry. Yeah, I, I could get behind that. Um, yeah, let's go through these comments real quick. Uh, Brad threw out there, she gave Bird an A on gameplay, but an E on VAC status. Like <laughs> Tristan, only way to Kaiser is a C is if he's uh, C for crippled. Oh, boy. Ooh, I like gets rolling roasts. This is good. <laughs> Brad like that one. Uh, C for crappy from Chewy there. <laughs> um, Brad, uh, Bruins beat us by 15 plus. Uh, Brad's got D for Danny. Oh, that's kind of see now that now we're getting that was just adorable. Uh, <clears throat> Brad wants uh, Darren McCarty's input. I can tell you right now, Brad, I am I am never gonna I have Darren McCarty it. back on my show <laughs> ever again. Uh, sorry for anybody that wants that. Um, he didn't want to be here, so he'll never have to be here again. If you've uh, ever wanted to watch a grown man mail it in and start rolling a joint for 10 minutes, then you should go back to that episode in the archives because yeah. that's about all he brought to the table. Yeah, I mean, he clearly wasn't listening to what we were saying either. So, I mean, what what's the point? Uh, there there may be other instances where Darren is a better listen, and it just might be, you know, not on our show. Uh, uh, but, what were the yeah. other grades that we were going to go over? Uh, Mike, we also had... Uh, oh, because we still got to grade Helene. Um, oh, right. So, so let me pull up... Yeah, I'll start pulling up the next one while you grade Helene, and then I'll give my input there. So, I'm, you know, she's a, she's a little too generous, um, I think. I think we can all agree. Everybody watching this broadcast uh, can agree. She's a little too generous um, for the Fabries of the world, for the DeKaisers of the world, 
for me for the Mitchell Stevens. I'm sorry. He's fast, but eh. Um, Matt, you know what I'm going to do? She missed the mark on that DeKaiser grade. I'm going to give her a D plus. She's a big fan of the pluses and minuses. Um, I, I, I think this was a series of grades for somebody who, you know, has to see these players and interview them and write articles and get them to answer real questions. So it's, it's really tough to do, but I don't think it means that we got the most honest grade for these guys. So I understand if I was talking to Helene, I'd be like, I get it. I would probably be a little bit softer on these grades because these are real people I have to go talk to. But Matt, from a safe distance over here, it's a little too soft for me. Matt, give me a D plus. Um, I did uh, sneak my way into the Detroit news for free, so we'll, we'll pull it up <laughs> in a minute here. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I I agree. Uh, what what was the letter you gave her? If it's such a, a huge miss of the mark on DeKaiser and a few other guys, and it, it felt like a politically correct uh, series of grades. So I'm going to do a D plus because I know she likes the pluses and minuses. I, I'm fine giving her, uh, I, again, back to the plus and minuses. I mean, she did, she did well with uh, a majority of the roster. I liked her Jeff Blaschel grade. It's really just a couple of missteps here or there. So I, I'm going to give her a C minus. I'm, I'm going to be political here because overall, like she didn't do a terrible job, but she definitely no. didn't do an amazing job. She didn't, she didn't come in with hot takes for, and then come in with the argument where it's like, yeah, that is true. They should get an E, you know, like um, that just didn't happen. It just came in with like some pretty cold takes. So I, Matt, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say C minus. You know how that example you just gave, like you heard a, you read a review or heard a review and you're like, you know what? I'm on board with that, Matt. You sold me. Give, give Helene a C minus. I'm right, on board. Double, double C minus. Yeah. Uh, Brad throws out there. What did she give uh, Lucas? She gave he got an A. a. Yeah. Um, Tristan is very mad at you. He, he's given uh, Mitchell Stevens a B. I, again, I, I will say this. I think he should be an incomplete because we have not seen enough Mitchell Stevens. But, um, Mike, I, you're my brother, and I love you. But I oh. I think, yeah, I think uh, Mitchell Man, he's going to be a hell of a – he's going to be a, a hell of a Darren Helm maybe there. if he can get up to two goals a season instead of zero. Oh. Man. What an yeah. asset. You know, Again, I hope we can hope we can put him yeah. and Joe Valeno on the line to get no goals for a whole year. Was, was the ditch digger Woo. able to dig a ditch? Yes or no? That's how you got to do it. Was right. the monkey able to put a stick in the log? Wow. A plus monkey. That's... But I, I want to make it real. even. My mine is even is real. Mine is stupid ass Jay. You could be a CEO <laughs> and be really bad at it. You could be a ditch digger and be really bad at it. But you know what, Mitchell though? Stevens I can get another to monkey really to put a stick it. in a log. I'm sorry. Anyways, all right. We're starting with Ted Colfin here. If you guys uh, are... We're, we're, we're looking at pictures here. That's how I could pull this up. Hopefully, the Detroit News doesn't get wind of this and, like, all of a sudden throw up a... Subscribe here before you look at these pictures. Uh, Let's not dwell on that. All right. right, right, yeah, right. We got to roll through this. Great. Yeah. C minus. Uh, Nadelkovich, B plus. Okay. Well, so far... Kind of, oh, Ooh, Danny DeKaiser, D plus. D. So far, Ted. Pretty good. Ted Colton's got the C. He's got a Colton's C. On a roll, uh, sorry, he's a, uh, I'll put him at a B right now. B uh, minus. B minus. Nick Letty, C. I think, okay. what, what did Helene give him? A C plus? C minus. He's a C minus. 
okay. Uh, I can yep. still see a C. Gustav a B. Like it. Uh, uh, Osterley is a C. Fair. Mort Sider an A. Very good. Mark Stahl C plus. Pretty good. I, I, I mean, if you judge him on the last month or so, I'd give him a B minus. Uh, Trey Stetcher incomplete. Very good. Like that. Tyler Bertuzzi gets an A. Can't uh, like that. really argue there. Adam Ernie, a C minus. I, I might go in D in the D range. Um, Robbie Fabry, a B minus. Right. Oof. Sam Gagne, a B minus. Again, Ooh. if we're going to play, if we're gonna, he's a fourth line forward, Mike. He does what a fourth line forward is asked. Does he, does, uh, before we move on, can you go back to Gagne? Yes. I Does can. he invite uh, journalists over for free, like Thanksgiving dinners or something? Oh my God! All right, continue. Now, Ted may have given him a B minus here because he throws in that Sam Gagne's got forty goals so far this year. Um, he might have meant forty games. <laughs> he so, took the wrong note and then looked back and said, dude, "Wow, B, awesome, forty He's goals." A- um. So uh, how do we judge that, Mike? Do we say, is it a whoopsie by Ted, or does he drop a, a whole letter grade because he said Sam Gagne has four? No, so I, I'm not going to punish Ted for that because, you know, some <laughs> intern probably put in the, the you know, statistics, and Ted said, wow. You know, I would have gave him a B also if I saw 40 goals from Ernie, or Gagne, sorry. No, They're just fine. interchangeable in my head. Uh, um, an A. Nemestikov yeah. gets an A-. minus. I'm pretty happy with that. I can take that, yep. See now, here's the thing, Mike. You're you're judge. You you shouldn't be able to take the A minus from Nemistikov. I can't because I know what Nemistikov's role is, and I know he's performing well. You, when you're Mitchell Stevens grade, you should you shouldn't. So it's, stop being you and your. Can't wait to see all those Mitchell Stevens jerseys out in Little Caesars Arena. <laughs> if Mitchell Stevens comes back and scores goal before the end of the season, I'm going to get you a Mitchell. Uh, Stevens refresh jersey. my memory. Do you order a Lucas Raymond or a Mitchell Stevens jersey? I'll wait. So Lucas Raymond. Oh, all right, <coughs> um, Lucas Raymond. A good. Carter, Carter Rowdy. Rowdy. B minus. Woo! Man. All right. Oh, we got? Ted. Is that the last Ted, one? Teddy. Teddy. Ted. Um. We'll have to go back to that one. Giovanni Smith, a C minus. Oh. Mitchell Stevens, Mike, Matt, with a mad special, incomplete. And a boy, Ted. Pew Suter gets a B. <laughs> Joe Valeno, a C. Zadina, a oh. C. It's as if Zadina has regressed in certain areas. There's been more defensive lapses, and the goal scoring ability has yet to surface on a consistent basis. Too many invisible evenings, and now he's fallen out of the top six forwards and needs to show he deserves the move back up. Mike? Wow. I'm, I'm, we gave Helene a C minus. Ted, I'm going to give him a C plus. So far, he's winning. Now, unfortunately, I should stay. reveal at this point when it comes to like these local papers, these are the only two I have. I think. Uh, if you give me a minute, I might be able to pull up like M Live and see what they did. But uh, go ahead, Mike. What, what's what's your? Do you want to go back and see anybody on this list? Uh, just kind of go through it a uh, little bit slower. Um, so there's only one. You want to stick on cool. Mitchell Stevens? Yep. Keep going. Nope. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I'd say there was maybe only three where I was kind of surprised. Like I didn't know Carter Rowney had. This is a this is a you know we're we're grading based on what he's asked to do 
Um, I I miss but, the hot takes. I, there's no real hot takes. I I think he's pretty safe in all these picks, and I think they're more accurate than Helene, which is why I'm sticking with the C plus. I think that you're just excited about the incomplete score. Um, yeah, God, I forgot Stetcher was on our team. Um, Remember how badly we wanted to keep him? Oh, man, we were dying to get that guy re-signed. Um, well, yeah, you can't be upset about Gustav and Letty. I think there was only one weird one where, like, uh, I know Zadina's dropped down, but, I mean, you know, you were you were almost every episode making the case for his uh, deep cut analytics, justifying him still being a top six forward on this team. Um, and I think that Helene had a, a, a slightly more generous grade than than the D's getting from Ted. <laughs> um, it's tough because we're so frustrated with him, and he just recently got this demotion, so it feels like, yeah, D, suck it, Zadina, but um, I, I don't know, man. I, it, you know, I, I, that guy feels the most snake bitten of, in, like, in the history of, you know, the Red Wings, where it's just, my God, he just can't get it in the effing net. Um, whatever, no matter what he tries to do. Um, so I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna give Ted. I'm gonna go up a whole letter grade from Helene. I'm gonna take him up to give me a. I'm gonna give him a B. I'm gonna give him a B, man. And I'm fine with that. I found uh, it's Anzar Khan. Uh, but before we do that, Mike, we had a Robbie Fabry goal, and Tyler Bertuzzi just put in one. It's four to two. That's second Woo. line, Mike. Woo wee! They're cooking. The now, chef uh, is out there cooking. Well, I'll confess here, Mike. While we were doing this, I completely missed the Fabry goal. But uh, Tuzi one here is it's it's a Tuzi special. You know, uh, we got a fast break. He's re- getting a rebound on his own shot. I Oof. mean, I, is anything more of a Tyler Bertuzzi goal? <laughs> I uh, uh, he did sneak it in under the armpit. By the way, I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, feathered it through that little armpit there. Yeah, he read the same scouting report as Philip Sedina. It's just uh, Matt, he wrote is, is the he sniper. wrote the goddamn scouting report. <laughs> All right, so we get a hat trick from Lucas Raymond, and I mean, basically, it's five to four Detroit. You know the way you look at it, because you still got We're that back, hat trick baby. to come in. Um, Little Caesars Arena's buzzing. Two goals in fifty-six seconds. Um. I just saw Bertuzzi on the on the bench. He just said armpit, shoot it at his armpit. Not really. He's talking about something else hockey related. But um, did you have one more set of grades for us to look at? Oh, we've got three more. Oh hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so yeah, I I mean this is gonna be tough for me because uh, I do I do want to watch this game. You want to watch the comeback? All right, uh, I'll keep. I'll make it a really tiny screen, and uh, we'll go through Ansarkhan here while you guys are watching the game. Um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, well, everybody's having fun here. Mike, you you keep the game up. You keep me posted on what's going on while I All right. pull up pull up the one. Yeah. Detroit Red Detroit Red Wings beat writer who has blocked us because you know how how mean and nasty we are on Twitter. Uh, we're blocked <laughs> by Ansarkhan. So the only oh. way I see his stuff is through my own Twitter account. Um, all right. But, yeah, we can run through these. You ready to go? Let's do it. Tyler Bertuzzi, A. Ernie, 
C, Robbie Fabry, B minus. These are looking pretty similar. Sam Gagne getting the B. Larkin getting an A. Namistikoff an A minus. This is this is a good blend of, of uh, the other two uh, grades we already went through. Rasmussen a C plus. Lucas Raymond an A. Carter Rowney a C plus. Didn't get uh, didn't get the Ted Colfin rub uh, there. Giovanni mm. Smith a C minus. Mitchell Stevens, Mike. Another match special. Whew. Telling you that's the proper grade for Stevens because I liked what we saw, but clearly 16 games isn't enough time to properly judge a guy. Few Suter, B. Joe Valeno, C. Again, these for Man's Archon. Phillips, Sedina, Mike. Oof. Getting the D. Sedina shot from the faceoff circle. Uh, it was so dangerous at lower levels. Isn't effective against NHL goalies. So he must find other ways to score. Uh, which, again, we saw two more of those at Flurry today, and Flurry just batted him away. And we've already determined, Mike, that that's what Tyler Bertuzzi was going for. And Bert squeaked it past. Mike, Antarcon has us blocked. We might want to ask for him to unblock us because that is a great take. Because we just saw it happen in this game. I'll throw I'll throw, throw that out there. Antarcon, good job, man. Unblock us. <clears throat> Defenseman. <laughs> Daniel Kaiser, C-. Oh. I know why we're blocked, so uh, I don't think it's happening. Phil Perotic, B minus. Nick Letty, C minus. Gustav Lindstrom, B. Osterley, B minus. Wow. 20 games. Four more games than Mitchell Stevens. And Osterley gets the B minus. Mort Sider, an A. Mark Stahl, B plus. I like wow. the B plus. I like it. Troy Stetcher, an incomplete. Uh, Grice. Squeaking in a clean C, Nadelkovic, a B plus. Now, I don't know how you look at Grice and give that performance a C. And then, like, if you give Grice a C, then you should give Nadelkovic an A plus. But if you're giving Nadelkovic a B plus, Grice should be in the D E range, right? Right. Um, also, if you saw me react, uh... oh, what's up, Sam? Yeah, it's okay, man. Yeah, hopefully uh, you watch just the second period, not the first period of this awful Red Wings game. But uh, we just went, uh, now we're on the penalty kill. We're trying to undo all this uh, hard-earned momentum here from the past couple minutes. Here we go. Um, but, Matt, um, yeah, I agree with your take on the goalies. And then can you skim back up to the defensemen? I can. So I feel like I, this uh, is where... Um, I was cheating here. I was trying to watch the game for a second. Tristan threw out there is... that Valeno tried a lacrosse move. Yeah, um, I wish uh, I kind of hit up for. Um, yeah, I could be on board with the Gustav score. Um, give me that Mark Stahl B plus. Uh, but man, DeKaiser, it's just almost just indefensible. I, I don't know what games they're watching that I'm not, but I, I can't I can't grade them a C. That. Like you said, Matt, we, we've been harping on it a couple times now. Like he's gotten so many opportunities in top spots, and it's just not about, not going well. How about today's game? The first line cycling, and Cider throws it across to his D pair man, and the Kaiser's gone. Camera moves over. He's on the bench. He was good. He was done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. For, I'm, I'm done I'm, with this shift. I'm ready to go home. You know what? I'm ready for an orange. That I'm was like when we were dominating. Yeah, who knows yeah. what would have happened there. Uh, oh, it looks like uh, we got four on four. Uh, hey, we're pretty good at those. 
I'm positive. Um, yeah, then uh, a lot of love. A lot of love for Gagne, which I, you know, I don't hate him. I just a B. That's so the I guess, difference. But I think it is this mentality, Mike, of judge. You know, can the CEO even do? Can the CEO be a ditch digger? And this, I'm almost done with my um, beer, so I'm getting sleepy and I'm a little. I'm, I'm I thought you were going to say you were you were almost done uh, finishing the ditch you were digging outside in the uh, backyard. Just to let you guys know, I almost finished my hole. Um, <laughs> it's a hop slam, so everybody who's a fan of those knows that it, that's a one beer for the night. You know what? It's a stronger beer. It's a one beer for the night for Matty Man. Um, I this man, I it's hot in here. Is it hot in here? Is it just me? Can I ask? Uh, can I ask our group? Um, are you guys more of a craft beer or like just give me like a Coors or a Bud Light? I don't need all that fancy stuff. I'm just I'm just curious. I've been um, drinking a lot of because uh, there's like a brewery. I live in Waterford, home of uh, Dylan Larkin, baby. Woo! And uh, we have a kickstand brewing that has some pretty good, um, pretty good IPAs, uh, pretty good uh, little stout. Um, so I just wondered what do our what do our people Jared, drink? But we got to move on. on it. Corona. Oh, you know what, Jared? He loves I was drinking. Uh, I've been drinking Dos Equis. I kind of like those a lot. Jared, have the prices dropped on Corona over the last year and a half, two years? You let, I thought let me that know. was a. I thought that was a measured number that the prices did drop because dummies thought if they drank one, they'd get coronavirus. That was what I was referencing. Chris C. Blue Moon. That is a great beer. Can it's I just say? Beer. If you're if you're talking about a beer that you can get absolutely anywhere, Blue Moon is a great one. I, I am a sucker too for that slice of orange they put in there. Chris, do you buy oranges to put into your beer? Brad, course banquet beers. Is that uh, oh. does that come in the little fat bottle? The little glass bottle? I guess all beer comes in glass bottles. I'm just thinking of the little fat the little chubby guys. The little chubbies. Yeah. Um Oh, thanks, geniuses. Oh, <laughs> I thought something happened in the hockey game. He's talking about the dum-dums that thought Corona would get you sick. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks, dummies. Uh, make uh, your favorite beer more affordable. I like that a lot. Um, so if you guys are uh, simulcasting, um, Rudwigs are going to have a 20-second power play. Uh, I think Brad is confirming the little chubby bottle here. All right, Mike. So Anzar Khan, we'll get back to the point here while, while we're watching uh, the Wings game. Um, Anzar, pretty close to Ted's grades, but that DeKaiser grade, I just can't get over the... I, I'm getting angry about the Grice grades, to be completely honest. If you're going to give Nadelkovic a B, Grice shouldn't be one letter grade below Nadelkovic. I mean, Ned's having a hell of a season, and... Uh, Prashant Thayer's brought it up multiple times that we are giving up more expected chances than any team over the last couple of months. And Nadal, Nadalkovich keeps us in games. And, and I mean, besides this one, you know, that kind of got out of hand quick. But I think we also talked about some defensive lapses uh, thanks to DDK. But anyway. Um, no, those are those are narrative grades. Um, I, I think that what I like about what you said is it should be at least, you know, a letter and a half better. Probably two letters at least, right? Yeah. Um, but they're they're doing the narrative where Grice, you know, he's is he lost his job. 
they were going to split goaltending time, and now Grice is, you know, getting one every three or four games. Four, yeah, something like that. Um, and I, he's lost it, and I don't think he's getting it back. Um, so uh, I like Jared's grade here: A minus for Ned, C plus uh, for Grice. Uh, he put a C equals and switched it to C plus. I thought maybe that was going to be C minus. Um, I'm I'm fine putting Grice as, as a C minus um, on that great scale there. So I I, I like the A minus C minus, but I, I'm not you know I'm not going to cause a big stink for an A minus C plus. I think that's still a good differential between those two. So uh, Mike Antarcon, we you put uh, what did I do? I gave Ted a C plus. Helene got a C minus. That to Kaiser I can't get over. The Grice I can't get over. Uh, Khan, you're a C minus, just like Colleen. A lot of good, not a lot of great. Um, Ted, I'm gonna go, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go right in the middle. Good. I, I think, uh, a little bit better than Helene. I'm gonna give him a C, a flat C. Um, not quite Ted. Ted is still the winner right now. Um, Helene with the C minus. All right, so, uh, the last couple of ones are one pagers. So, I already know which one out of all of these, I think, did the best job. Mike, you asked for Bleacher Report. I got to blow this up. This was there. Oh Here we go. <laughs> this was through like 20 games they did this. Um, hmm. Oh, great. Well, this isn't popping up. They gave him a C minus. Um, Detroit Red Wings outplaying preseason expectations aren't outplaying preseason expectations as much as the Ducks are. And of course the Ducks are coming back a little bit by, you know, once we hit the halfway point. Things seem to be turning around in hockey town. Um, so this is not player by player. This is just the full team. How are they doing? I gave you this one, Mike, because you like I said, you specifically asked for Bleacher Report. This was like through November, I think early December they turned these in. Um but yeah, they're they're pretty much saying good for Cider, good for Raymond. Um, things are moving in the right direction, but not, you know, we have a lot of ground to gain for any team that got an A on Bleacher Report. So I, I'm I'm gonna say they did fine, uh, but also you know this almost doesn't count. <laughs> um, that's the whole grade. <clears throat> yeah, they did the entire team in uh, five paragraphs. Five one to two sentence paragraphs. Uh, Bleach Report F. All right, I didn't glean anything out of that. ESPN overall grade a B, midseason MVP, Moritz Sider, player who needs a reset, Philip Sedina. Also mentions that, um, there's all those trade rumors out right now for Zadina. Um, and then of course, it's it's pretty thrilled with the development of Lucas Raymond. Ooh, all those burps, Nadelkovich. Um, Dylan Larkin, how about uh, Dylan Larkin being developed into like a for sure first line captain of your team center? Nothing wrong uh, about that. Can I say that uh, I'm gonna these last two grades uh, are so bad? I'm willing to bump Helene up to a C, and everybody else goes up a whole half letter grade because this is garbage. <laughs> I love Mo Cider. Everybody watching this show loves Mo Cider. He's not the MVP. It's Larkin or Bertuzzi, because if either of those guys misses one second of what their usual ice time is, the entire team craters. Now, obviously, we haven't really had to have elongated, you know, lapses that are cider free. Um, but I just no. I mean, Larkin is like he's he's the most important player, you know, for the Red Wings since 
I don't know, Lidstrom, Dantzuk, uh, he's, he's that, you know, emotional piece. Um, when he goes down, it feels like the team's like, no. Um, and, I mean, now he's figured out how to score and score like a top-line center. That's that's madness. I I love Cider. Um, he's not the MVP. Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Dylan Larkin, I think we, we talked about um, uh, maybe a week ago. We even titled one of our episodes that Larkin was our MVP. Like, he, he even has the, uh, you know, if you, for all the NHL pundits that are giving uh, Zegris the, the nod for the Calder already, like, he's got all those magical moments already for the Wingdings. Um, so, yeah. You're, you're right. That, that's that's not the best grade, but I, I see what they're doing. I mean, this is about getting people to to read ESPN Plus, which nobody does. And uh, Jared pointing out there, <laughs> power play time. I think hey. Lucas, Lucas just right. took one in the teeth from Strom. Strom is just Mike. Man, he's like going for that uh, Gordy Howe hat trick tonight, huh? If we talked about hockey being episodic, this is the Dylan Strom episode. <laughs> wow, we almost set up a play on a power play. Did you see that? There's a little back uh, and forth action and a. I must be way behind. A one timer. I'm just Larkin is cursing. Strong. Oh man, they're going hot. Yeah, so I, I'm watching now the start of the power play. Uh, so I, I've missed. All right, so six seconds in, we do not score. <laughs> okay, great. So we went through two pretty god awful grades. Um, they're so yes, bad yeah, that they. Report. Yeah. Yeah, they basically great. raised all of our other grades of the graders up a whole. I would say at least to a like a, a flat if you were a minus or a plus if you were a flat. Matt, did you save the best for last? No, that was it. What? What was your favorite? Um, you teased it like there was a like a really good one coming. Was it Ted? Did I? Yeah, you said Yeah, Ted Ted's my winner. Um I did like the the ESPN take is what I said cuz they they were pretty diplomatic about it and they uh they gave the MVP award to Cider and and made sure to mention that Sedina's probably on the move. Um, you know, there wasn't any politicking for DeKaiser having a good season or Grice being average. Uh, so, you know, for the things they didn't mention, they get a good grade. But yeah, Ted, Ted Colton's the winner here. Oh, um, Matt. Your favorite player, uh, Fabry, just missed a wide open net. Thank you, great. 43. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that in about five seconds here. <laughs> Man, I want to play by the twos, but it does not go in. Now, so yeah, on this uh, power kind of curb play, your, uh, curb your uh, expectations here, man. Okay, what what what's uh, the the power play marker for you? What's the time frame? So uh, I, I have thirty three seconds left. Oh wow, you're thirty. Jeez, oh Pete, you're thirty four seconds ahead of me. When we started this, I was. Oh my god, I just saw the Fabry miss. Yeah, isn't that bad? Oh. <laughs> That one was just for Tristan, I think. That uh, wide open February <laughs> miss. <laughs> we did get the. I, I just saw the Tuzi behind the back. That's classic Tuzi on the power play. I love that. That's like a signature pass move for Bert. No, uh, Derek Hand, Mike. He gives Red Wings rant an A plus. Hey, my man, Derek. Yeah, that's really nice. Derek, I you know what? I that. give you a hand, sir. I give you an A plus. <laughs> oh God, that miss by Fabry. Good golly um does that uh miss by fabry change your overall season grade for fabry matt your thoughts well i think we did a pretty good job politicking ourselves out of having to give anybody a grade by judging just the, the graders 
<laughs> All right, we'll stand we'll stand true to that. We won't grade the players. But I I think I went with Ted. That if I'm going with Ted, I think he's the one that was uh he gave Fabry a B cuz Helene gave Fabry a C, right? What are we doing? Who Fabry is having a horrible defensive season if you guys look at the advanced analytics, but clearly he's a little fireball in the offensive zone. Uh, missing a wide open net like that doesn't define his season uh, because we've seen him do quite a bit from further out. So that's just bad luck on his part. Um, uh, I mean, you know that. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. I uh, What the hell's going on here? Uh, but I did think uh, we were going to get some more pressure here. And then I saw it was uh, Joe Valeno and it was going to be a turnover. And here we Oof. are. Well, everybody across the board gave Valeno a C. I thought that was pretty, um, I don't you know. You know what? I haven't uh, seen much, so I, I would give him an incomplete, man. That would be the best possible <laughs> grade I could give him. What has he had, 24 games so far? Um, so he's done yeah. 10 more Oof. than Nicole Stevens. Nadalkovich uh, made a pretty pretty tough, uh, pretty tough save to keep this a two-goal game. Jared's got a good one here. Missing an open net would define Zadina's season. <laughs> Did they trade? Did they trade jerseys today? Yeah, right. Uh, Chewy throws it out there. Just think if the Red Wing rank crew were in charge of the Wingdings. Um, I think we'd have a pretty crap team going right now, to be completely honest. Yep, we're uh, very <laughs> impulsive, very impatient. Uh, yep. You know, first phone call for Zadina. <laughs> we have no doubt. Not out of with- hate. Not out of hate. We're just so scared to like anything that doesn't work. I think we want to try the next investment. You know, that's. uh... Yeah, I'm realistic enough to know that Iserman knows more than me, but I can easily nitpick anybody who professionally writes about the Red Wings. Yeah, I was I was a little bummed. Uh, Max didn't give us a midseason grade for us to critique. Uh, I think he's. Oh God, that you know why he's probably still writing it. It's probably going to be a tome of information. No, he's afraid of us. It's uh, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want the Red Wings ramp boys coming at him again <laughs> last year. Um, all right. So there were a couple other. Uh, that took a little bit longer than I thought, probably because I started pulling up uh, sec or uh, <laughs> grades. I, I well, we got another. Looks like a. I have a commercial for the Wings game. Um, didn't didn't you have a couple prospects? We were just just going to take a quick peek at. Yeah, because this and that's a great transition because I'm going to break this down into our little fun size episode too. Uh, Mike, the Kingston Frontenacs, you know who uh, their number five leading scorer is on the team? You two um, get to cheat. I only had to look at the sheet for a second to know it was Shane Wright. That's right. But why aren't we taking a look at Lucas Edmonds? Because we already we have take... Lucas Raymond. <laughs> you know, oh, funny enough, Mike, uh, also had some time. And yeah. Fro- with Rolanda, uh, with the under-16 club. Oh. But Lucas Edmonds, uh, born in Ontario, Canada. He's still Swedish. Uh, he's 20 years old right now. Has been eligible to be drafted, Mike, since 2020. Hasn't been picked up yet. Hmm. Uh, kind of scary there. But clearly, this is like his breakout season. Um, Matt, oh, do you shoot, think you that if we if we drafted him... right now. But let me if, let me just remind everybody: fifty-eight points so far in, in thirty-two games. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, would we have more trouble saying Lucas Raymond passes to Lucas Edmonds, or trying to say Nicholas Lidstrom and Gustav Lindstrom? 
Um, I think it's hilarious for all the people that were scolded for so many years for saying Lindstrom when it was Lindstrom. And now all of a sudden they're calling Gustav Lindstrom. See, and I was right the whole him. time. <laughs> I knew it. Um, <laughs> so here's, here's what's happened with Lucas. Um, he's made his way on over to um, the Kingston Frontenacs, I think, to get more notice. Because clearly it's not like he's changed as a person. And when you look at his some of his play in the J20 Super Elite, He's turning in performances with his 51 points in 44 games. That's similar to uh, our very own draft E, like Liam Dower uh, Nilsson and uh, Niederbach. So <clears throat> over a point per game performance, but wasn't enough to be drafted in 2020 or 2021. He's still eligible in 2022. And now that he's leaving Shane Wright's team, Mike, I think we have... Well, while we're trying to like decide, are we keeping Zadina? Are we trading him for somebody else's prospect? You know, are we going to do a um, change of scenery with a couple of like, prospects moving to different areas? Uh, yeah. You know, how, how how much do we need a, a winger to kind of replace that spot? And we see a guy that's that's performing pretty well. Um, I, I, I mean, this is clearly someone that they're counting on with 19 goals and 39 assists. So he's he's in that playmaker realm where he's creating himself and also putting him in the back of the net himself as well. Got time, like I said, with Frolunda, Swedish. Mike, he's uh, ranked 74th on Craig Button's rankings, uh, 107th on the NHL Central Scouting. This is clearly with the Red Wings, if I, uh, if I may. Somebody could probably throw in the chat quicker than my... Rain will remember, or Cap Friendly will even pull this up. Uh, but what I wanted to pull up for everybody was, if we go by Craig Button's rankings, uh, we should have three picks within range with uh, our one first-round pick, which I obviously we shouldn't pick in there, and uh, the two second-round picks. We'll have two picks, or three picks within range uh, where you could pick him up. And uh, if you want to throw in the third-rounder, if he makes it that far... I think absolutely you could take a look at him uh, because he's performing quite well and he's on the team that Shane Wright's on and he's so far looking better. Um, yeah, I I have never watched a single second of him play hockey, but uh, Matt, those stats are look pretty nice. And uh, I would like to point out that Strom, this is unrelated to what you're talking about, uh, well on his way to a Gordie Howe hat trick, uh, is also 8 for 10 on his faceoffs today. And it's to the point the Red Wings are making sure that Larkin is going up against Strom on faceoffs. So, guys, have a pretty good game. Yeah. Um. So this is this was really just an opportunity where I was uh, actually um, somebody shared the front necks uh, stats on Twitter today, and then I, I kind of was introduced to Lucas Edmonds that way, and that's where I kind of learned this little story about him not being drafted for a couple years and still might be available. So. I say, uh, name to keep an eye on, right? Like I, I kind of make fun of people all the time for like the um, the guys you fall in love with that are later in the draft. And, um, you know, it, it's just one of those things where it, how realistic should anybody's expectations be for someone that goes that far back in the draft. But, um, you know, it's something to think about. Another piece of the conversation here. Uh, but another one I saw mentioned on Twitter 
Um, and I am confused here. Uh, Jared threw in there that it's uh, Picard. Yeah. Oh, Picard's in that yeah, now. Baby. Okay. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Uh, Nadelkovich okay. uh, has makes it four to three. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh shoot, I gotta fast forward. Oh boy, missing another one. Yeah, get to about uh, twenty seconds to go. I'm watching the replay now. Bertuzzi out in front. Osterly throwing it to Puse. I think Puse might have got it in there clean. Yep, four to three. Bertuzzi <laughs> with quite the look up at the. You know, this TNT, I love that uh, when you when you get the uh, the national broadcast, how they get all the extra cameras. Um, mm-hmm. that was, they got a really good angle on Flurry trying to do a peekaboo around Bertuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, how about how about Pews, by the way? Um, I saw mentioned on some of these grades. Uh, we didn't we didn't go through them in detail, but in conversations one of these writers had uh so i'm sorry i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna say one of these writers instead of calling out exactly where it came from but they did say that puce was supposed to be brought in to actually throw the puck to verana so um i you know puce is having a bet or a good season without verana in play and uh if we're if we're trying to figure out what's gonna happen when he comes along I, i don't think we're gonna be too upset uh mike this is a long episode but we still had one more prospect we wanted to go over should look familiar max nemestikov brother vladdy um mike he's uh eligible for the 2022 draft not Ranked quite as high, but um, ranked 219 uh, by the NHL Central Scouting. Um, Birthplace, Mike? Royal Oak, Michigan? Hey! Uh, Matt, you actually lived there, and I lived right next door. That's right. 5'8", 174 pounds. Play center. Uh, So if it worked out... He's got 18 points in 31 games uh, for the OHL's Sarnia Sting. So uh, at this point, not uh, not a big game changer for the Sting. Uh, but, you know, you take a look back at those under 15 <laughs> leads for Honey Baked. That's right, 128 points in 59 games. Woo! Now, uh, uh, I think we do need to do just a little extra digging to find out if they are indeed sponsored by the Honey Baked Ham Company. Uh, I believe they are. Uh, we need to get some jerseys stat because I want a honey baked ham hockey jersey, man. <laughs> yeah, I think this has to be down. The, this is the same lane as like, a, right, like the Little Caesars teams. Um, so a couple of guys I think that you could easily see popping up on draft day. Not necessarily am I saying these are your game changers, but I, I do like the idea because this was pointed out on Twitter that this that this would actually happen. A Maximistikov who's graded to be a seventh round draft pick getting picked up by the wing dings. Um, I mean, there's a reason that Vladdy came to the team and it's not just this conversation of, you know, his abilities. We call him the utility man. He's a Renaissance man, if I may, because he does all things pretty good. Um, but there's also the family aspect of everything. And Max has that same relationship. So, Mike, the team that drafted Keegan Draper, will they draft Max Nemistikov in the sixth or seventh round? I say oh, yes. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and to back up, what is, uh, oh, not the sixth round, because we don't have a sixth rounder. Um, but uh, yeah, we've got that seventh rounder. 
Oh boy. We got Max. we got room for you, Max. You're coming on down. So two names to look out for. That's our that's my fun size episode right there. Um, so yeah, at least uh, as as this uh, season progresses, we have less and less to talk about in regards to uh, the Wings. You know, sneaking in a playoff run, um, <laughs> which ain't gonna happen. Uh, we got to start no. talking about draft prospects sometimes. So here it is. Um, all right. No, so I was just gonna say. Periods, uh... Yeah. The last uh, point here. I found the DetroitHoneyBakedHockey.com. Uh, not seen any swag, which I'm pretty bummed about. However, Honeybaked Ham does want you to know that they've featured over 100 NCAA and NHL alumni, including seven Olympians, Megan Keller for USA, Cam Fowler with the Ducks, Bobby Ryan, former Detroit Red Wing, Matt, Jim Slater, and of course, the coup de grace himself, Patrick Kane. Oh, boy. Former Honey Baked Hockey Club alumni. <laughs> All right. Um, I think it's. I think we're going to let everybody watch the third period. Um, we've been going at yep. it for an hour and a half. Got to shut now. off. Yep. Got to shut off your Star Wars. It is time for a Red Wing power play. Yeah, we can come back in this game. We're still missing yeah. our Lucas Raymond goal on uh, on Flurry, so that that'll happen in the third. You guys watch out for that. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the game. Thanks for coming along for this little ride. I hope uh, everybody had fun watching us grade the uh, critics. I had fun grading the graders. Yeah, <laughs> it's good practice for us once we get our little Caesars grades uh, going at the end of the season. Um, if I may, at the top of the comments, you guys uh, might notice a huge link. You guys can use that to go sign up for uh, the Rocket Mortgage uh, $500,000 uh, Super Bowl Squares giveaway. It's free to sign up. So you guys can click on that link uh, at the at the top of the comments here on YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook, you're watching on um, Twitch, just go ahead, click those links, get started. You're going to help me out. It actually just helps with my actual job. So, uh, yeah, do me a favor there. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you have a second, uh, those uh, ratings, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, do us a great amount of good. Uh, but we will see you guys on Sunday. Woo! All right. Peace.